Hey, this is Dave Wonders, host of Dave Wonders, and I love conversations, whether it's with local pastors, artists, filmmakers, authors, random people from the community, any opportunity to sip a cup of coffee and have a good conversation. So sit back and relax. For more conversations like this one, you can visit our website, thepulse.mn, or you can tune in weekdays from 2 to 6 Central at 104.3 The Pulse in Central Minnesota or online at thepulse.mn. You are listening to 104.3 The Pulse. My name is Dave, and we are quickly approaching summer break. Kids are going to be done with school, and everybody gets a break, right? Well, not necessarily. (laughs) Especially uh, for for moms, uh, we know that that summer just means a new set of logistical struggles and things to uh, to keep the kids from uh, going crazy and bouncing off the walls. And uh, earlier this month marked World Maternal Mental Health Day and wanted to talk to counselor Jenny Coffey about maternal mental health. Jenny, thank you for, for being on the show today. Yes, thanks for having me, Dave. Obviously, mental health is important for everybody and, and we want to be prioritizing that. But particularly, mom's got a lot on their plates and we want to make sure that they're able to prioritize this as well. So how do we prioritize help for moms as we enter into the summer season? Yeah, you know, and a lot of this, I'll be quite honest, is yes, my experience as a therapist and what I see, but a lot of this too is just my experience as a mom and what things I know are helpful for me. And one of the things I've found is that even though we're all very different and we're wired very differently, Typically, when I talk to most moms that are kind of in the thick of it as far as raising children, we're kind of all wanting the same things. And the biggest part of that is to be able to actually take things off of our plate. The the way I phrase it is like I use the technology uh, example and say, I want to be able to close a tab on my browser. Like if I can close a tab on my browser, that is hugely helpful. And I think what happens a lot of times with moms is, we try to um, delegate, so to speak, to dads or other family members or friends to say, like, hey, can you help with this? Can you help with that? And there's this little piece in the back of our mind that says, man, I really hope they follow through and do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it is almost more frustrating when they don't than to just have done it ourselves in the first place. So sure. when you, as a support system, whether it's <clears throat> as a fellow mom, maybe you are helping out another mom friend, or whether it's as a husband or a family member, if you say that you're going to do something, follow through and do it. And if for some reason you can't, maybe even go the extra mile to help the mom figure out an alternative plan. Because I will tell you, those those tiny pivots in the, the plan and the routine are the things that really derail most moms and feeling like everything's just crumbling. And it seems very small, but it's kind of like, man, I, I thought I took that off my plate and now here we are and I have to worry about it again. Well, I think one of the things too is um, my wife would love for me to notice the same things that she notices or or value the same things that she values. And, and oftentimes... It's not because I don't want to to help. I just don't don't see those things. Uh, and, and so for me, it if it's hey Dave, can you help with X Y Z? Can you take care of X Y and Z? It, it's absolutely. I'll, I'll be happy to take that on. 
but that's just not even on pinging on my radar. Absolutely. And I, you know, to be very honest, that's one of the things that I talk to women about all the time. I am very big on this idea of, first of all, nobody in your life is a mind reader. Stop expecting them to be mind readers. Stop being, and I say this with love, so entitled to think that the people close to you, quote, should know what you need from them and just be verbal and say what it is that you're needing. I I tell people, I said, you have two choices. You can wait around for, let's say, your husband in this context. You can wait around for your husband to do what you'd like him to do and be frustrated that he doesn't, or you can ask for it to get done and have a higher likelihood of it being done. So it comes down to that communication piece. And yes, of course, that doesn't speak to the idea of what I said previously, which is if you ask somebody to do it and they don't follow through, which is frustrating in its own set of, you know, logistical issues there. But for the most part, ask for what you need and let the people who love you and want to support you follow through with that and truly take it off your plate versus waiting for everybody else to come to you and say, what is it that you need or to be a mind reader and do things the way you would do them. I think it, it takes, it takes both, right? Asking for the help that you need, but also, guys, we need to be aware, uh, like situational awareness. Even if we don't necessarily know what the task is that we can help with, throwing out there, how can I help? What can I take off yeah. your plate right now? Sure. Instead of just mm-hmm. saying, uh, as soon as it ends up on my task list, I'll, I'll take care of it. But until then, I'm just going to sit back and kick my feet up. That's not helpful either. No, because sometimes just having to think through, you know, I have my own business. I'm a therapist. We have four kids, all the logistics that come with that. And my husband's a firefighter, so he's gone 10 days out of the month. And sometimes for me, just the mental capacity of saying, if somebody asks me one more question, I'm going to lose my mind. So sometimes it's like I have all of these ideas of how you could help, but the asking what can I do can be hard. And so coming up with something like as a husband to say, hey, I was thinking today, um, about cleaning out the closet like you had mentioned a few weeks ago. Is that something that would be helpful? That's a very clear cut. Here's what I was thinking, giving opportunity and room for feedback, and then following through with it. So sometimes like what you're saying is is giving some of those prompts can be really helpful um, versus, yeah, waiting around for her to say something. So in an ideal world, there's there's other people helping mom, but what about those situations yeah. where there is not necessarily that support system that, that there is, uh, you know, I'm thinking about single moms. I'm thinking about sure. moms where they're, they're married, but dad's got tons of stuff on his plate. How do they handle those navigating those situations? I mean, I think a big part of it too, we were a military family for a while for eight years. And so that was another scenario I was thinking of as you were naming those off is kind of the military family where, you're living in a state or a city where there's no real family nearby and you're having to learn how to do things on your own and potentially, you know, dad is busy quite often and you're kind of left to do a lot of that on your own. And so the thing I'm going to suggest I very much understand is easier said than done, but I really encourage people to find community somewhere. Like we, I know we hear it all the time. It's cheesy. It's said a lot, but we truly were not created to do this alone. It's arguably impossible to do it alone. I'm not saying you have to be every mom's best friend or that you have to organize 17 play dates because that sounds exhausting. But it's like, you know, if you don't have a church family, you know, step into a church this weekend. Try some out. Like, 
get some some creativity around what it would look to build community for yourself so that there are one or two of those people that might be able to help. But even without all of that, say that that's just not going to happen or you maybe have a mom that's just saying, you know, that all sounds great, but I'm not going to do it. I have really had to learn over the years. My oldest is 11, and so been kind of doing the mom thing for almost 12 years now. And I really just had to learn how to insert the things I want to do into my already going daily routine. So when it comes to things like, oh, I want to ride my Peloton today. It's like, okay, so I am not going to be that mom that wakes up at 5 a.m. Sorry, not me. Like, it's just not going to happen. So it's one of those things where I've incorporated that into my daily routine. I have the doors open. The kids know they can come in. I typically will do it before dinner. They'll come and show me their homework. They'll ask me questions. Sometimes they just sit in there with me. But I'm showing and modeling them what it looks like to have healthy habits for myself within moderation and hoping that through, not we joke about saying osmosis, but through that modeling and through watching, they will see that for themselves and be able to initiate some of those habits, those healthy habits into their own life as well. Hey, this is Dave Wonders, host of Dave Wonders on the Pulse Podcast Network. Here at The Pulse, we are passionate about music with a message for Central Minnesota. We want to cultivate within each listener a deeper desire to know and follow Jesus Christ. You can listen to us anytime online at thepulse.mn or at 104.3 The Pulse if you live in Central Minnesota. Now let's dive back into the conversation. As we're talking about prioritizing maternal mental health, I think we also have to remember it's not just for us, but it's helping model healthy behavior for our kids. Right. I was telling somebody the other day that I saw an article and not dogging the mom who wrote it at all. I think it was written out of a loving place, but the title of it, I think, was something to the extent of you can pour from an empty cup. And so, of course, as a therapist, that drew my attention. I was like, hmm, I wonder what the angle on this is going to (laughs) be. And I read it, and it was interesting. It was kind of this idea of, okay, the Lord renews our strength every day. We go to Him for our sustenance, not the world, those types of things. And I absolutely agree with that. It's not one or the other. It's not, oh, I can do these things and I'm fully relying on God, or I'm just relying on myself and that's it. It's the healthy balance to say, God is God and we are human, therefore we are not able to sustain like God did, that's just or, or does. That's just not going to be possible. So what does it look like in our humanness to turn to him and say, you know, I want to have a healthy emotional, physical, spiritual well-being, and I need your strength and sustenance for that. And at the same time, do what we need to do in the physical realm, in the human fleshly realm, to make sure those things get done whether that's eating well, exercising, you know, not just those types of things, but self-care in general. I know that's a buzzword, but figuring out what that's for you, going on a walk every night, you know, whatever that is. But we have to be able to step up as the human and actually do the action because God's not going to do that for us. Yeah, that sounds great to be able to have those moments of self-care and rest and everything else. But oftentimes it's, okay, I get that that's important, but I don't feel like I can allocate that time because I have to do all of these things. 
I think that's the mentality. But at the same time, it, okay, but you have to make that important too. And I know a lot of moms that they, uh, they just will not make that a priority as much as their kids yeah. and, and those things. It hurts to watch that sometimes from the outside. It's like, no, but you're important too. Right, right. And it does feel like a personal example because I get it. Like last night, so my second daughter is in fourth grade. She goes to this specialized school here in Colorado Springs that is totally devoted to like outdoor learning. And it's very cool. It's only for fourth grade. And so they had their end-of-the-year celebration last night. We went to that. I worked a full day yesterday. My husband was on shift. So I was like, okay, I know I'm going to go home and immediately, like, need to feed the younger two because they were staying with my parents. And I was going to take my oldest and then my second with me to this thing. And I had in my mind all day, when I get home, I'm going to ride my bike. I wanted to do a 45-minute ride. I was like, I'm going to ride my bike. Well, we're going. This was supposed to be over at 745. It's 730 and it's over. And I'm like, oh, great. Good. I can go home, put the kids in bed, get on my bike, which for some people getting doing exercise at 8 p.m. is already torture. But I knew it was going to get done. So it's like, OK, we're going to make it happen. And then because my oldest daughter went there last year as well, they ended up talking. The older two were talking to their teachers. They were having a great time. They were running around. And I was a little chilly because Colorado at night. And so I was like, I didn't bring a jacket. Poor choice. You know, I'm standing outside like, oh, my word. I just want to go home and ride my bike. And I sat there and I was like, you know what? I am going to choose because it's a choice to just let them enjoy this moment because this isn't going to happen all the time. This, this is the end of the year celebration for fourth grade. They're here enjoying the memories. I'm just going to let that happen. We got home at 830. I did not ride my bike. And so I said, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And that's one of those, so today, and I will, I'll do it tonight. And that's one of those things where it's not this rigid, stringent routine of you must do this, you must do that. I think there's pivoting. I mean, being a parent, there's a heavy amount of pivoting, right? We know this. But it's about saying, like, what is it that you're truly going to prioritize? And I, I just, I'm really big on, like I said, inserting it into the life that you're already living, not trying to carve out maybe time that you feel like you don't have, but to say, hey, you know, I can do it before dinner, before I get things going, or, you know, I can make it a part of my day versus trying to do it in the early, early morning or any other time. I can just throw it in when the kids are doing homework, make them a part of it. And so... I'm just really big on that kind of holistic mentality. Um, and, and like you said, Dave, I mean, you can only encourage people to do it so much, but ultimately it is going to come down to choice. So what are some resources uh, that you would point to someone to that maybe is feeling burnt out, is feeling like they're not in a good place with their, their mental health uh, to help get back on track? Yeah. So what I tell people all the time, and this is this is truly not just a plug for Focus on the Family. I give this to people all the time. Focus on the Family is, we, we've actually done research, so I'm 99% confident when I say this. We're the only organization, Christian or non-Christian, that offers one-time free counseling consultations to people at any time. So I tell people, I'm like, here's the thing. We have licensed therapists that are working, you know, eight to five or actually where it's 8 to 8, Mountain Time, Monday through Friday, who can give you a 25-minute consultation, hear your personal story, because I know there's going to be people listening in going, oh, well, you don't understand my situation. And you're right, I don't. It is very unique. All of us have unique logistical factors that play a part. 
but give Focus on the Family a call. Talk to one of the licensed therapists there who can really hear your story and give you some next steps, whether that's try to find a therapist in your area, whether that's give you an article that we have that's really helpful on whatever topic that it is that you're facing. Sometimes for moms, it's just having a place where they can vent and somebody to listen. I honestly think that that would be the most important stepping stone in making that shift to say, you know, I'm not doing as well as I know I could be, and I'm going to choose to change that. So if you want to call in for that free counseling consultation, that number is 1-800-A-FAMILY. So very simple, 1-800-A-FAMILY. And we commit at Focus, we're very, very um, committed to giving you a call back within 48 business hours for that counseling consultation. So you won't be on a list for weeks and weeks before you hear somebody. We try to get back with you and really meet you where you are and hear your story so that we can know how to best help. That's that's phenomenal. I didn't know that. So that's good that we're able to share that with the listeners. So, Yes, absolutely. And it's open to, like I said, anybody, Christian, non-Christian, it doesn't matter. We, we're happy to help whoever calls in. Any final words of encouragement you'd offer to the, the mom out there who is feeling like their tank is empty right now? I would say don't be afraid of being vulnerable. Allow yourself to be vulnerable with close people in your life and open up and say, I need help or I'm struggling. Sometimes those two phrases are all you need to start switching some things. And so allow yourself to be vulnerable. We're all going to be super women anyway. It's okay if you take off the cape for a little bit and, and get some help. Thank you so much, Jenny. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Dave. Thanks for listening to Dave Wonders. You can find more episodes of Dave Wonders on the website, thepulse.mn, or any place you get your podcasts.